Nine to one? Are you joking? Wait, two? Nine, nine to two. Nine to two. What? <laughs> and there were two nine to two games tonight. What? Yeah, that's unreal. Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, <laughs> Southey, Beater, kitty, kitty, and kitty, Darty kitty, Roder kitty, on the kitty. Leafs Late Night Podcast. Oh, baby. I gotta be careful because we both have cats walking around us right now, <laughs> and at any second I could get a claw on the leg. All right. Wrong take. So um, I realized right before starting the show that um, it hit me. Uh, I've been hitting the wrong intro. I made a new one specifically for this season, and I premiered it and everything, and um, it disappeared from my board. And I've just been hitting one that was labeled "Intro New." <laughs> And it didn't even hit me like this is not the right one. So um, welcome back. No one said anything. Welcome back. New old new intro. Mm -hmm. So that game was a little nutty. (laughs) Like talk about records. I mean, the whole time we've had these guys on the team, it's been we're always talking about fastest Leafs to do this, fastest Leafs to do that. But um, some weird ones this week where we saw Bobby McMahon, an undrafted player, uh, first one since Tyler Bozak on the Leafs to score a hat-trick. Then the next night we see Matthew score a hat-trick. And then tonight, Matthew scores another one. And McMahon almost gets another one. What is he going so on? so close. Can you imagine if you go to the next game, too? Four in a row? Like, what's the stat on that? Four in a row? I have no idea. They said three in a row was Washington in 09, I think. But okay, Matthew is the first since Gretzky, they said, to get two in a row. Yeah, he's also the first since Lemieux in 95 to get six in one season. And it took Lemieux a whole season to do this. He still has 29 games left. Yeah, there's only a handful of guys who have seven, and then it's eight, nine, ten. Gretzky in with in 10. our chat tonight, you said he could hit 10. And I've, at first I looked at it, I was like, there's no way. And then it took me like half a second to realize, like, this is a real possibility. This guy can hit 10 hat-tricks in one season. Yeah, because it's not like he's done it spread out. They've all come in spurts. Like the first three were in five games or something. Exactly. And then now we see two in a row. Like this is nutty. Absolutely nutty. I mean, obviously Anaheim is in a, oh oh my God, I'm sorry. Late arrivals pod. Uh, They're not in great shape, but man, Matthews is on another level. It like, seems like he didn't even want to celebrate. Like he was doing pretty good at the beginning of the year, but he was not getting the puck luck that he was now. So it seems like it's more it's regressing more to the median. And like it, every time he shoots, you just think it's gonna go in, right? Yeah, it's just the confidence is flowing through this guy, yeah. like the the prime energy he's being sponsored by. Um, and meanwhile, in the absence again of JT uh, and obviously Riley. Mm-hmm. We have McMahon stepping up, Domi taking second line center, like yeah. everyone's really holding on to these roles. And we've talked a lot about how the struggle with this team has been in development. The The spaces aren't there to give these guys the shot. So this has been a really good chance to see a world without the core, you know, a thousand percent. <laughs> because like <sighs> more, more added responsibility, added ice time, it will make or break players. And it has been... It looks like it's been really making these players, right? Like McCann, Domi, everyone. Uh, Robertson's playing better with his added ice time. The only guy I can say who's kind of regressed might be Gregor. 
Yeah, Gregor, I mean, who'd have thought the guy who scored the first goal of the season for the Leafs would be, you know, in the same boat as Bertuzzi looking for his first since December? He had over 15 minutes tonight, and like I really didn't recognize him almost at all. No, especially with uh, the rest of his line being so loud all night. I mean, there were a few. Don't you step on my keyboard, you little shite. Um, the, there's a few chances he had where um, he at least kept the puck in the end and, and fed it over. He, he was playing with with McMahon, right? Like that was that line. Or am I yeah. wrong? No, so, uh, he was out there for a lot of time with him. So, I mean, of course, McMahon was the workhorse tonight and, you know, fighting from his knees again to keep the puck in. But look, Greg, th- those things don't happen without the whole line. So, I mean, as unnoticeable True. as he was, I do have yeah, to at fair. least give him. Maybe he's just the guy for, who's not being shown on the score sheet. I, I mean, we hope so, but he has been quiet for for too long, and I am hoping for more out of him. But I mean, if your other seven hundred and fifty k guy and McMahon is working out, I think uh, the plan there is offer him something cheap before he starts scoring more. Yeah, a hundred percent. Get him on a really nice team friendly deal. Yeah, and I mean, you do have to be careful because look at the the situation we've got ourselves in with camp, where you know. You expect it to to continue or go up, and it just kind of regresses. So, yeah, maybe, maybe a couple a more games. Friendly deal, though. It's not. Uh, he can't it's, like, it's he didn't really have a bad not. game or anything, but he just doesn't. Even like compared to last year, he doesn't push the needle nearly as close as he did. His penalty killing is great, but like he just doesn't do that much for us right now. Don't bite my headphone cord! Oh my god, uh, uh, his penalty. His penalty killing has been great, but it's not been the same offensive threat that it was last year. Like he's not great in his close. own zone, but it's it's not like oh he's going to get himself a breakaway that that could mean no, something. Now if Camp gets right. it, I'm like oh god. Like as soon as he in. does his defensive responsibilities in his zone, and he starts to take it to neutral zone, then that's it. His play just dives off. He dumps it in and maybe change. Um, so just to go on somebody good for, again for a change here, uh, Timothy Lilligren, who I've been ripping on the last Ooh. couple episodes, three points tonight has really stepped up in Riley's absence. Two the other night. The power play. Yep. Five points in two games now. Um, yeah, like I said, on the power play was getting some good looks, moving the puck. Well, uh, over 22 broke minutes. Up some pl- yeah. Broke up some plays going the other way with, uh, from Anaheim, uh, even setting up that play with Robertson at the end there, like that happened because yeah. Lilligren broke a play up. So, I mean, he I was think, doing even well. Even at the of the game, it was like, oh, what was it, two and a half minutes into the game, Anaheim was kind of, they came out a little harder than we did, and they had a good cycle going on, and Lily just crushed someone in the corner, ended the cycle, got rid of the puck, and that was game. After that, the Leafs never looked back. So he he's slowing his game down a bit. He's been a lot more responsible. His giveaways have been way down. And you're finally like seeing really good side of him right now and god i hope it keeps up oh my god talk about a good night for stats though guess how many points the leafs had in total Ooh. five eight 27 very close uh i got 26 here Ooh, that's pretty good yeah five for matthews lilligren and mcmahon and nylander all had effort. three yeah i mean it's I know if Don Cherry were here, he'd say not to uh, to keep trying. Like, look, the Leafs were trying to score right up until the buzzer went. Like, they were trying to pull plays off literally up until the end of the, the game. It looked like they let up a bit in the third, but yeah. For sure, but they didn't exactly um, kill time for the last 30 Nor seconds. They. Like, they were Nor going for the 10th goal. Yeah. And 
look, I know I know Don Jerry would say you're not supposed to hem them in when you're already up by this much. But look, when so many guys have been so hungry for points and like Bertuzzi, especially take advantage yeah. of games like this where it's just a shit show and put one in like stand in this front team, of the net and just get yeah. it. Guys need to feel good about themselves right now. And that's why I thought um, when Keith did that challenge, maybe you're up 8-1, right? You really don't need to do it. It's not going to have any significance on the game. But we don't owe the league or the teams in this league shit. So I'm really yeah. glad that he did it. And it sent a message to his team. It sent a message to his goaltender, who has not been playing great the past few games. And I thought that was a great move. And like you said, that encompasses exactly what they have been doing this whole game. It's just not letting up. And the confidence really spread to the physicality of the game. I mean, Ben oh, yeah. Wall absolutely demolishing people. And McCabe Domi. demolishing people. Domi demolishing people. Okay, Radko Gudis is officially the most hated Bitch. NHLer in Toronto. I'm yeah. so glad. Like, the amount of people that are just fucking screaming every time he touches the puck, it's I love great. It. Yeah, it's so good. McMahon scores that beauty. He give, It wasn't much of a cross check, but he pushed him. And it, it, it's still, see Domi come in after that? So good. Just flies in. Dad's in the crowd, too. And yeah. uh, last but not least, Ryan Reeves, who finally showed what we're paying him for for a night. Like, it's yeah. been a while since this guy really showed his teeth. But, oh, my God, he had the crowd going. Every time someone backed away from him, people were booing. Like, we'll take him he on. Did. Oh, my God. Although, yeah, he didn't fight anyone, like... Like you said, his actions tonight, that presence, that's not something that Leafs have had in a while. And even his play, like his play has been a lot better since he's come back from that injury. And I am not a Reeves fan whatsoever, but I feel like he's earned his spot on the roster right now. Especially. Yeah, the... That penalty you drew at the end there, the unsportsmanlike, even the uh, the <laughs> announcers were like, oh, wait, it's not on Reeves? <laughs> yeah, like, well, no, like right at the end, too, they gave him 10 minutes. That was the quickest 10 minutes they've ever given someone before. Like, just get him off the ice. <laughs> oh, so good. It's like he's gotten to the point where, I mean, and look, if when it's 8-2, 9-2, like, don't step on my keyboard, you fuck. <laughs> um, when it gets to that point, like, the amount of chirps you can throw at the other team, like anyone tries yeah. to fight you, it's like, buddy, you're down like eight. I'm not touching you. And then you can get that rise out of them. That's yeah. the best opportunity for Pertuzzi. Just, and everybody like else. Should it. he be fighting Reeves when it's that score? To be fair, like everyone oh, who's exactly. getting mad about it, like he's not going to do it. No one in the right mind would ever do it. But the fact that he can get under his skin and make that a storyline in this game, it's really, really big for the Leafs. I'm trying to pull up how many penalty minutes he had tonight. He played uh, a good game. Domi had 11. He had, too. he had a really good chance. Why does it say Reeves only had two penalty minutes? Mm. Is that right? Like, am I, am I crazy or did he have way more penalty minutes than that? Well, he did get that 10 minute at the end. No, it wasn't him, though. Oh, wasn't it? No, so... But up, 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 up. Let's look at some penalties. How do I look at that on this friggin' plate here? Play by play. Pims. Penalties. Yeah, you might be right. Eternally uh, is 15 this game. Wow. I thought he got more than that. That's crazy. So Domi ended up with the most. Yeah, he played a beauty game. Like, he wasn't really potting goals, but the stuff he was doing, like standing up for his teammates and just flying around out there and hitting people. 
Papa must have been proud in the stands. So Reeves just got that one unsportsmanlike against Gudis. That when was it, Gudis eh? put the roughing against him. Yeah, that's it the whole night. Hmm. Domi got the one for fighting uh, Gudis and hooking Vetrano <laughs> and roughing against Gudis and a double minor there. So, yeah. And Sam Carrick got the 10-minute misconduct at the end. Okay. Reeves yeah, again so as well? No, that's why everybody was surprised because he oh. was just egging him on to the point where... Yeah, he get him off nap. the ice for the rest of the, ice. Uh, rest, rest of the game. Sorry. Yeah, and it's weird in that situation for the refs to be like, no, we're going to take a carrot. <laughs> he, he's the instigator in this situation. Reeves has not been the problem. He's the one we got to watch night. out for. <laughs> oh, my God. What a fun game, though. It was. I mean, like, it's been a, a bit of a strange couple months in the new year and with the yeah. suspension and the illnesses. It's been weird. So the fact that the Leafs have won a couple in a row here and, and the game was exciting, it's it's nice for the fan base, right? 100%. Um, okay. Sorry, go on. There's something I really noticed tonight, too. And like, there's a lot of people talking about the whole captaincy thing, but you can tell Matthews is like the de facto leader of this team now. Everyone wants to sit beside him on the bench, they rally around him. He's laughing with everybody. His demeanor is so much different right now than it was even like a couple months ago, especially like early in his career. He's really taking this team and like he's leading them now. It's it's really, really, really fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, when when he's on, the whole team's on, it seems like even on the bench, like he's laughing with people. He's interacting way more. It's it looks like oh. he's having like a lot more fun up there. Him and McMahon on the bench was great to see a prime example. Like this kid is getting so much confidence just by being around Matthews right now. Yeah. Can you he imagine the leader like, of this team? What did McMahon have on his career? Th- two or three goals coming into the other night when he got the hat trick. Yes. Now he's got like more than he had in his whole career in three games. And you get to sit beside as a leading goal scorer and a Richard winner. It's like, you know, that's just the little things. Yeah. Little that, things. that feeds your ego. Like it, that makes you a better player. I hope so. Uh, Cause if McMahon can keep it up, then it really answers a lot of questions that we have. Like, like we were talking about the last episode. We got to find a lot of the solutions within because the Leafs have nothing to trade. So if yeah. if you can find some diamonds in the rough here in the absence of some of your bigger guys, great. Yeah, uh, like you got Min coming up. You got Cowan, who's on like a twenty-two point game streak right now. Uh, game point streak. It's unreal what that guy's doing right now too. Shay Seuss. Uh, so I guess the elephant in the room is, I mean, the Leafs do really well without Morgan Riley. <laughs> And no one can explain it. Like, is is it a fluke or is it something it's a fluke? Worth? People are just stepping up. Morgan Riley is not a detriment to this team. I don't even think that's like an argument. No, I, I don't either. I think it's just one of those things where, like we said with everyone else, people get into an, a, a higher role that they've been practicing yes. for. You know, they know how the team works so they can step into it. They've been watching that person. Like, it's exactly. not sustainable over 30 games. Like, it's it's something no, it's, that the Leafs are good not. at doing. Like when Matthews goes down and the Leafs have a crazy record, you can't say that the yeah. Leafs are better without Austin Matthews. If you played a full season with that lineup without him, you're going to be way worse than you are with him. The only one that I'm kind of questioning is John Tavares because of the, that I don't know, just the, the value of that second line center spot. Not that you want to just have a roundabout group of guys filling it in but i think we've gotten to the point where there, we might be missing out on some guys that could have filled that role like i'm tired of seeing guys 
on other teams that are ex-Leafs doing so well when we just yeah. couldn't give them the opportunity here. And I think now that he's getting to the end of the deal, it's like... Especially <sighs> if you're like comparing cost with production, he does make a shitload of money. That Exactly. That, that makes the pill really hard to swallow. Um, but when he's on, there's no one that you're plugging in that position that's going to be better than him. No, it's. I think it's more that you're not giving yourself the opportunity to find somebody that gives you production for a much cheaper contract. Yeah. Like or you're even like positioning yourself I think always running that back. Maybe the move is you start to put him at wing. I mean, yeah, I think if it's really going to depend on what his next contract looks like, if he sticks around with the team, like if it's something where you can feasibly put him as your th- maybe third line center or a second line wing. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know what he's it not gonna is. Play third but... line. It's, he's not a third liner. Um, it depends how much he's going to want and how much his, especially like I think his skating has regressed by then. If not, then I don't really think he makes sense with this team. You don't think he would play like at a reduced role on the third line and at center to, to keep that, to give somebody else that's younger and faster. Maybe you'll play like second power play unit too, but like you want your third line center to be able to back check like crazy. That guy's got to be yeah. able to contain, even in a matchup like the first line center. Um, Fair. Yeah. I see him as like a second liner, but a third liner, that's, that's hard for me to see. Okay. Fair. Um, quick question here from the crowd. We got a bunch of them tonight, but um, nice. let's jump into one. Uh, do we have the new McJesus in town? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I mean, it's not the McJesus we wanted, but it's the McJesus we we deserved. Whatever the line from Dark Knight is, <laughs> he'll hold the he'll keep the spot warm until the real McJesus comes in a couple of years. Exactly. Um, who do we trade? Cam for Reeves. One needs to go. I mean, if you can get someone to take on Reeves, uh, not Reeves, is a Camp's contract. Do it without giving away like a high pick. But uh, I don't see any of them actually being traded. Uh, I think if you're going to trade one of them, I agree it's Camp because Reeves' contract is uh, cheap enough that you can obviously scratch him and bury him in the HL as they've proven. Yeah. Much to his chagrin, but you can do it. Camp just making over two is a lot uh, harder to do that, and you don't get the cap relief. Especially for the years, too. If you yeah. can get rid of Camp, I think uh, you get rid of Camp. Yeah, I just, again, I don't, I don't really see anybody wanting to take that on, and I don't want the Leafs to have to pay to have someone do that. I think that's just... Is it Reeves old enough to you that if you bury him, his contract doesn't count against the the cap? Yeah, and there's something about the buyout on it because it's it is a 35 plus, but it's not mm-hmm. protected against buyouts. So they they could if they want to, but it really doesn't make any sense. You might as well just bury it. Yeah. Uh, does that loss for the Ducks make any difference for the value of Adam and Reek come trade deadline? No, this guy is 34 years old. You know what he is at this point. Um, one loss on a shit team isn't going to make a difference. Yeah, I checked his numbers. I mean, he's been on New Jersey and Anaheim. Anaheim, yep. both of them, while well, they've been not great, and he's a career 40 point guy. Like, he's never really faltered from that. Like, the lowest is 30, the highest is 50. Like, you know what you're getting with him. He's I think David Camp, if David Camp were good. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> he kills a ton of penalties. Like, he's a great penalty killer. He's like 55%, I think, on the faceoff dot reliable yeah i think he's a, a really good depth pickup for a team that's already full going for the cup like yeah 100 i think vegas might go for it or colorado or like one of those guys just because 
they can. Yeah, he's a solid pickup. I don't see the Leafs doing it because we don't think we have the room for it, but um from Maple Leaf fan here. Sorry, I'll shout out everybody. We got uh at Leafs 34. Um uh, McCabe's nose at Moose Koken and Mike 23 Dreamer. Thanks guys for the questions. <laughs> Next we got Maple Leaf fan. Do we make it fourth hat trick in four games? If yes, who steps up to do it? Wow. I mean, all, uh, easy money is supposed to be on Matthews, but if someone's going to do it, I'd say Willie. I was going to say, if it's not Matthews, it's Nylander, because he has been kind of yeah. floating around the edges and still scoring through all this. And I uh, got one tonight, and he's been looking hungry. So, yeah, I think it's one of those two. If it's McMahon, I'm just, like, throwing would... everything out the window. McCaddy, if he does it again, and they just keep going back and forth, it would be the most unreal thing. Oh, yeah, that's like a storyline for <laughs> the rest of Leafs time. 30 for 30. Do, yeah. And what do we got next? Arizona? Like, oh, no, St. Louis. And then St. Louis. Yeah, still doable. Oh, uh, second part of the question. For what it's worth, Riley needed time off. He was playing mammoth minutes. A nice rest will only help him. Same with Gio, the older players in the league, although it is terrible what happened to him. Rest in peace, Mr. Giordano. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Thank you for that. Totally agree. Um, you want to... Keith hasn't been great at doing time management with older players this year, or even like his workhorses. Like he said, Riley has been playing a ton of minutes and he just hasn't been getting much of a break. So this is, you don't want to see him sit over five games, but this is a blessing in disguise. Yeah. I mean, and apart from Matthews getting five points, this was the lowest time on ice he's had all season. He only played like 14 or 15 minutes. Fun fact. This is the only time he's ever gotten five points in a game. Yeah, that's insane, I, and it's the least time he's had all year. Yeah, especially because he got four goals one game. He's had like, six Hatties this year, and he's only he's never gotten more than four points in a game. That's why uh, that Coach Chippy video was like, "Hey boys, what's that? Uh, what's that A <laughs> category?" Austin, that's assists. Oh, what does that mean? You what's get that? you get a point. You get a point <laughs> for goals? passing the puck to the guy for who scores. You get a point for that. <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild that the guy has scored four goals in a game more than once and has never had five points. I, I, yeah, that's that actually blew my mind. Oh, wow. Uh, can this team win against a contender? I don't know. We'll see. We got Vegas, Colorado, Vegas. So we're going to yeah. find out real quick. <laughs> Tough three games after St. Louis. But yeah, uh, they T- can. TML fan and van. What is Bobby McMahon? We said it earlier, McJesus. No, I, he's, a, he's a player who is just starting to find his confidence. He's been playing the way he has been playing his whole life now. He's not afraid to make mistakes. He's playing up to his potential, and it's really fun to see. How old is he? He's 27? Yeah, Are you joking? I didn't no. know he was that. I knew he wasn't like, you know, 20. But I you thought he was like when, when he played before, like he held the stick super tight. He was afraid to make a mistake, and he's just not playing that way right now. Wow. So this guy, just looking through his career here, um, 2021 Wichita Thunder in the ECHL, and then the Marlies, Newfoundland Growlers, Marlies. Like, can you believe that during the pandemic, this guy was playing with the Wichita Thunder of the ECHL, and now he's got <laughs> fucking What's that? 13 points in 29 NHL games with the Toronto yeah, Maple Leafs. Yucking it up with Austin Matthews on the bench. Absolutely incredible for an undrafted player. What a story. 
yeah, it's uh, it's great. And all the, the media attention he's been getting. I mean, everybody wants to talk to him. Everyone's loving the story. It's uh, it's something that we don't have often, you know? No, it's we great. don't. It's a really, really feel good story. A great feel good story. Uh, bu- 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 who do we got here? Mikey D start bench cut. Oh, my God. So it's a bunch of variants of Reese's. I don't know if you've had any of these. Uh, there's Reese's cookie biscuit. I have not had this. Never heard Reese, of it. Regular Reese or Reese's with Reese Puffs. What's a Reese Puff? Well, I think it's like the ones that have the cereal inside of them. Oh. I've never had this. He said Walmart's got some elite Reese's merchandise. <laughs> I have not had any of these. I mean, obviously I've had a regular Reese, but like these special ones, I've what is this sorcery? I'm so lost. I don't usually fuck with chocolate, but I do like Reese. So the OG has to be, you start that one, right? Yeah, I'm going to start the OG, but do I, I'm just looking at the picture here. He's got of the Reese's Pieces with Chocolate Cookie Biscuit. Cookie Biscuit, that that sells me. You bench that and you cut the puffs. Okay, so what it looks like is, you know how there's the, um, like the way that peanut M&Ms are shaped? Imagine that, but instead of like, replace the chocolate with cookie and replace the peanut with Reese's. And it seems like that's what it is. It's like a Reese's Pieces covered in a biscuit with the yeah. coating on the outside. Yeah, that's, you bench that one. Bench that one. And then I'm cutting this uh, this Reese's with cereal inside of it. Don't need that. Trying unnecessary. Yeah, that, that Franken Reese can go. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks, guys, for the questions. Moving on to other news. Yarmo Kekalainen, after 11 years in Columbus, is let go. Only weeks ahead of the trade deadline. Weird ass timing. Super weird timing. Apparently, Uh, uh, Davidson said he, John Davidson, the owner, or not the owner, the um, president, president said that he had back surgery and he's been out for a bit. And that's why the timing happened when it did. But like, you couldn't have done this before. Before, You couldn't have someone else do it. Like, who's taking over like a trade deadline? Is it, is it John? They said that he's like acting for now while they search for someone, but it's like I feel like they John Davidson knows that his job might also be in limbo right now, and they're not yeah. naming him as like the actual interim. They just said like we're looking for somebody. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Things are not going well there, and I I can't at all feel bad for Johnny Gaudreau. <laughs> No, no, definitely not. Like, well, man, I bet he, he wishes he had a redo on that one. Like, if anyone in the league had a redo on where they signed, he's got to be top of the list. Like, like he might, if it was Philly or Columbus, he must have been wishing like he was in Philly right now. And that's not and, even saying that much. And for Mitch Marner, it's it's literally you get to see the the Marvel what if. A hundred percent. If if he went for the money instead of you know stability, yeah. Oh and like who's God. who are they gonna hire? Like they said they wanted someone with good experience, but man, that place is a dumpster fire right now. Yeah, and as far as experience goes, I mean there's not many guys that for good reason are out of a job, you know, or with it. Yeah. Like how do I put that? All the guys that don't have a job right now don't have one for a good reason. So Or maybe find someone who doesn't have much them. experience, like a like a Billy Garen, what he's doing in Minnesota right now. Like he would be a great fit. That type of person in in Columbus. Yeah, I don't I just don't know how someone's going to come in literally like it could be a week or two ahead of the trade deadline. They can't, that, to, that can't happen. There's no to way something. that can happen 
Um, you let John Davidson and that team run it until after deadline, at least. Uh, the other rumor was that did um, did Yarmo pitch a trade that was just so okay? We can't do this anymore. <laughs> that they were like, we're not we're not letting you go to the deadline because you might do something that they got like, shot down in like NHL twenty four. It was so bad. Yeah, it would have I, to be like atrociously bad for that to yeah. happen. That, that's such a knee jerk reaction. They're they're just in such a, a shitty situation. I mean, they've got guys that are underperforming. Obviously, Linus going through his mental health struggles. We yes. hope that he can work that out. But hundred percent. I mean, that's that's one of your top guys down. Gaudreau's underperforming. I mean, what do you? You're you going to trade Boone guys... Jenner at the end of this at at the season, like All Star Boone Jenner. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, he's, I, he's uh, a not bad pickup. You're talking about Henrique. I think Boone Jenner is a better pickup than him. Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of guys on that team that are on the trade board, and without a stable GM or potentially Davidson doing it, like you have either it's, I think it's one of two scenarios: they make a bunch of bad trades, or they don't do anything, and these guys just sit, and then they've wasted the pieces that they have on expiring deals, well, and then the move. they just you run it out. You trade off a couple of your pieces like Jenner and whoever else, but then you just you figure out what you're going to do in the offseason and then go from there. Because you figure every GM is going to try and take advantage of this and blow up their phone with like the worst trades possible. Sure. hundred percent. You're not doing your no. job if you don't. But like the yeah. whole Goudreau thing, that really hurts. They banked on him being infinitely better than he is. Well, I mean, yeah, he they got 115 points. Yeah, he was legit. Just like they have a couple shit contracts there on defense too, right? Like, oh yeah, so Waranski nine mm-hmm. and a half, and then Severson at six point two five, Ivan Provorov at four point seven five, Eric and Branson yeah. at four. Like yeah, Branson at four is pretty heavy. 50, that's tw- like twenty three million dollars between four defensemen. That's a lot. I mean, I was coming from a Leaf fan, but then, who do they have in right now too? Elvis and Elvis and Tarasov. Oh, Tarasov, yeah. That's that's they don't, not a good tandem either. Jake Elvis Bean is, is their cheapest off. defenseman at two point three million. Like that's really, eh? that's rough. All other guys make more than two. It's yeah. and they take the hit on forward. I mean, this holy shit. Okay, so Gaudreau makes nine point mm-hmm. seven. Roslovic makes four. Boone Jenner makes three point seven five. Karali makes two and a half. Texier makes one and a half. Look, that's how, that's how quick this drops off. Oliver Matthew makes a million. Everyone else makes under a million. Really? That's insane. No wonder this team is shit. Like, yeah, obviously Fantilli and Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger are in there. Rookie deal. Yeah. But and Igor Chinnikov, like they're they're taking advantage of so many cheap deals. But like you, can't, this is the same situation Anaheim's in. You can't have a bunch of eighteen year olds on fucking ELCs skating around you there with no help. You have to even it out with some like professional hockey players, right? Like some older vets who've been there who can show these guys how to be a pro. And that's supposed to be Line A and Gaudreau, and that didn't work. <sighs> Nothing against Line A's struggles, but even without that, he's not the type of guy I want ushering in like a younger group of forwards. No, and I don't think either of them would be penned as like well, no, star leaders on the team, right? No, he's like, not. They're... I mean, we talked about this before with them. They're not like 1A guys. They're the 1B. They're like a complimentary to your star player. They're the Mitch Marner, right? Like a Phil Kessel from back in the day, right? Yeah, That type of player. They're not going to lead men. They're going to score a a bunch of points. 
but they're going to have to do it their way. And if it's not their way, they're not going to be fun to be on your team. Yeah, so honestly, I'm excited to see if Columbus just ends up selling the the entire farm. Like, I mean, look, they have all the, the young guys. They don't need the picks. Yeah. If they can move some guys and get something useful back, like maybe this is the time to do it, but who's going to do it? I don't fucking know. I really don't see them doing too much other than like dumping Jenner at the trade deadline. Yeah, I think any adjustment there is going to be signing somebody in the offseason. Especially um, if you're having like a new GM come in. He's going to want to put his fingerprint on this and just have a couple like a five-year plan going into it. Yeah, really. It's it's just going to suck for a couple of these guys that could potentially go to a playoff team but might just end up having to spend the rest of the year in Columbus. Could be. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe. Um, there was something else, wasn't there, that happened? I mean, obviously, shout out to the PWHL Toronto and Montreal game on Friday night. Toronto winning three yeah. nothing, was sold out. Was the highest like, attendance ever for a women's hockey league, a hockey game yeah. rather. Yeah, I think uh, people are really getting into this. I mean, I think I know. It no, seems... I heard that uh, people are not going to buy tickets for women's hockey though. Woof! Come on. I mean, it's it's crazy it's seeing how it was predicted like beforehand and you can see based on the size of the arenas across the league like minnesota yeah. for example shares their arena with the wild uh the 67s share theirs with uh, ottawa's pwhl team so it's you know not nhl size but it's it's ohl big. it's pretty good it's ohl and then toronto plays in like a 1200 person practice arena above blah blah yeah but like so- I, I don't blame him for wanting to do that right at the beginning of the year because you don't know what's going to happen in the inaugural season but what it showed last night is that people really care. Like that building was incredibly loud. The vibes there were huge. Social media was really big. Like they checked off every box. It was it was awesome. Oh hell yeah! And no, my my point was more just that it was so unknown how this was going to do that. Like yeah, the 100%. capacities across the league are just like so vast. Uh, but it's it's awesome that in creating that bit of exclusivity, I guess, with Toronto, when you do open it up to to Scotiabank Arena, everybody that's been mm-hmm. waiting gets to go. Yep. So, and it's people that have been waiting for this. I mean, like a lot of like young girls that have wanted to watch women's hockey that haven't had a chance to. And Not to mention, like, think of all the people in Toronto who maybe want to bring their family to a hockey game, but they just can't afford to do it with the Leafs. So now they have this other great alternative. It's exactly what I was going to say. Is it's it's a professional hockey game you can go to in Toronto in Scotiabank yeah. Arena. That's not five hundred dollars a ticket to bring you know your two or three kids to, right? Like it's you get to bring a young girl who's like five or eight years old, and their eyes just light up, and all of a sudden this changes their hockey career, like their path yeah. rather. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you saw it was uh, Sarah Nurse was on with uh, what's his chiclets. name? Yeah. Talking about the branding and how, you know, obviously it'd be nice to have a name and everything, but like they put this yeah. together in six months, which you really have to give them a lot of uh, leeway with. Because the 100%. fact that they've been able to put this great of a product on the ice and have a whole rule book together. I mean, look, the NHL's rule book is such a piece of shit. The fact that yeah, they were terrible. in an entire league from the ground up in six months yeah. is insane. So, and it's going to be like an ever-evolving thing, I think, for the first like two to even five years. It's just going to be they're molding it into hopefully what's going to be like a really, really strong and good league. Yeah, and I mean, like everybody, including myself, had a lot of criticisms of them starting without names and logos and the branding and everything and like like not that my mind is completely changed on that but i think now that there's been so much hype around it and people are kind of waiting for it it's going to sell like crazy when it does come out 
Mm-hmm. I mean, asterisks if the team's names and logos are good because with it's anything like the ones that were registered a while ago they were not true because branding's pretty important like young people are really susceptible to this and they're going to latch on to it so if it's something they can really connect to that's that's an important thing right you just don't want to be called the Ottawa hockey team exactly so i think once people have a name they can latch on to it's going to bring this even further so the fact yeah. that they've been able to do this much without names and logos and being able to it's like what yeah. a success so far yeah the fact that people are buying sweaters that just say P- PWHL Ottawa and PWHL Toronto and everything is is awesome. Yeah. So and the games are good too. Like let's talk about the product. Like it's been oh god, fun. Yeah. it's a lot more physical than I thought it would be too. I, that's one of my biggest surprises. Yeah, same. I didn't realize like obviously international hockey has different rules than you know the yeah. NHL does. So I didn't think about the fact that when you get these women to sit down and, and hash out a rule book together for like a national league in North America, they can say, okay, like what level of hitting do we want now that we're not in an international tournament? And they mm-hmm. accept it. Okay. As long as it's along the boards, we're not doing open ice hits. Cool. Yeah. Great. Let's do that. And everyone watching was like, I'm sorry, what we're going to, as long as you're not Scott Stevens up there, you're good. Like you can rub up against each other. You can plow each other on the boards. It's, it's been really good. Yeah. And uh, I mean the uh, the some of the highlights, the goals have been great. The the goaltending is great. The fact that Toronto has Campbell in net, come on, <laughs> we got another soup. He's probably the best Campbell to ever play in Toronto. Ah, I mean, come on, mm. Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell's elite. Remember, she pitched a shutout. Oh, she did. Um, and I mean, look to to just bring it around to something else here to close it off. Talking about branding, after we signed off last night, Justin and I were looking through KHL jerseys. I mean, <laughs> to say anything, we were looking specifically through players that are just still kicking around in the KHL that we forgot about. But yeah. and looking at the jerseys, we're like, damn, can I buy this one? Like, where do we get this? Some of these are pretty sick. So product aside, I mean, if you have a nice looking jersey and logo, people will buy it. People will buy it, even for 300 rubles. <laughs> it was actually 400 oh fuck <laughs> also you cannot find a kunlin red star jersey like it is so really, hard eh? it's like not possible to buy one in the west like you the probably one have to I buy really one want is the old uh soviet union like the cccp one with the iron sickle yeah such a classic yeah we were uh we were trying to find the red star one but i think you have to buy it like in like through china somehow and have it shipped here because like you can't actually buy them from our internet just back channel. The other hilarious thing actually about that team here, I do want to bring this up for a sec. So um, when you go to the team's website, it says that all, all their players are um, Chinese because they've like gotten nationality or whatever. Yeah. If you go to like elite prospects and look at their team where it says like where they're actually from. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. So this is, this is China's KHL team for anybody that doesn't know. Um, Illinois, Minnesota, Illinois, BC, Ontario, Saskatoon, Massachusetts, Ontario, Ontario, BC, Quebec, Ontario, Alberta, <laughs> Alberta, Ontario, Ca- uh, California, BC, BC, New York, Finland, Ontario, Ontario, Alberta, Alberta, BC. <laughs> One European, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And they've got, uh, I did skip over, there's like, one or two russians okay two two russians on the team one finnish guy and what is what is blr i don't know what that is a bunch of yanks and canadians i don't even know what this country is but yeah so their whole team is literally oh there you go yeah 
So their whole team is just a bunch of Canadian guys, and it's so funny. Like, That's unreal. Yeah. I mean, get your guap however you can, right? <laughs> Never give up. G- the dream's still alive, yeah. Jake Chelios, any relation? <sighs> Father Chris so. Chelios. Is it really? Yep. I only thought he had daughters. That is crazy. So his kid, Jake Chelios, 32 years old, plays for Kunlun Red Star. 32 years old. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Keep getting them checks, buddy. Yeah. Good for you. So, wait. Let me get this straight. Chris Chelios only retired from the NHL in, like, (laughs) 2010. (laughs) His dad's probably still a better player than his son. Wait. So he retired from the NHL in 2010. And in 2010, his son was playing for the Chicago Steel. <laughs> really? That's wow. wild. Chelly. Oh, my God. I, this is what we did the other night. You just dive down. If you're ever interested in like where some of these players disappear it's to. It's a deep rabbit hole. Like, Valtteri Filpula is playing in the KHL. Like, there's so is many random, random names that you can find still kicking around over there. Or just yeah. like players you completely forgot about. Oh, God, yeah. Just search by, Great like, segment. age. Where are they now? Yeah, exactly. Just search by age and, and like uh, nationality. Look for any Canadians still kicking around over there. It's pretty funny. Beauty. Um, last thing, because I didn't get to talk about it with you, I think. But uh, Phil Kessel joining the Vancouver Canucks. What do we think? Is he officially joining them? He looked pretty gassed when he was uh, <laughs> at practice with Abbotsford. Oh, is that? Uh, I haven't seen that update. Is that where we're at with him? From what I understood, it was just like a come show us what you got type of thing. Canucks continue patience with Phil Kessel. Future Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer must pass checkpoints. Okay. Yeah, he Canucks looked, uh, downplay Phil Kessel news. Okay, so they're trying to like, whoa, cool the Jets. They want to do just... this under the radar, but like you can't do under the radar with Phil anymore. No, as soon as he gets invited anywhere, it's going to be, yeah. oh, finally. Because I think the thing with him is, Anywhere he signs, they have the responsibility of keeping his Iron Man streak running or not. That's the thing, too, right? But I'm sure like he must have had talks with them. Like that, that doesn't mean anything to him at this point. He probably just wants to play. Yeah, and the other thing is because playoffs don't count for that. I think we mm-hmm. might see him sign with somebody close to the playoffs where he can play maybe like the last two games this season, and then it's just okay. We'll keep the Iron Man streak going by benching you through the playoffs, so you can play a couple games as an yeah, extra in case someone games gets hurt. Left. You'd probably want to see him play like at least 15, maybe 10. But even last year with Vegas, he was a healthy scratch a lot in the playoffs. So I'm not really too sure how much he can offer a team like that. I think he'd be good on the second power play. Maybe a couple of second, third line minutes, but I don't expect you too much from him at this point in his career. No, and it's unfortunate because... I love him too, but... Yeah, it's he's just so funny. Like, oh, he's great. Need, we need characters in the NHL. And yeah, of course, 100%. there's a lot that are a lot that are coming up in the last couple of years, but uh, it's just sad to see one go to retirement potentially. I think he's got one last hurrah. I think the I think they'll actually bring him on. I hope so. It's just you know, especially with the Canucks, they're so good and so deep that I don't see them really needing to play him a ton. But when someone know. gets hurt, that's I think what they're kind of thinking. Yeah, and I mean that's that's what anybody would bring him for, but. Yeah, we'll see. but he'd only go to a contender, right? Like he's not going to go sign with, you know, Arizona again or Montreal or something stupid like that. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to sign with Arizona until they know where the team's going to be. Yeah, yeah, no shit. 
Uh, quick look at the standings. The Leafs did hop over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Woohoo! We're third place in the Atlantic, only behind the Bruins and Panthers. I don't. A couple of games at hand, though. My God, Panthers won nine to two over the Lightning tonight. Yeah, who knows anything sucked. about that? Yeah, God, have him on my fantasy team, and I'm absolutely devastated. That surgery really brought him back to reality. It really, really did. They're gonna have some uh, some questions come off season, especially with Steven Stamkos's contract up. That's a huge question. Um, so yeah, the Bruins have seventy five, Panthers have seventy six. We got sixty six. Lightning have sixty five. So kind of a toss up between first and second and third and fourth. It right looks in like there, yeah. the Red Wings are starting to drop off a little, but they're still right behind. Yeah, and that's kind of it. Drop off a little more towards the end of the year as well. Man, I really thought it wasn't going to be Sabres Canadian Sens at the bottom again. I really, really hoped that we'd see a little better out of the three of them. But fuck. I thought Montreal would be down there, but um, Ottawa surprises me more than even the Sabres. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the second half of the year is great for both the Sabres and the Sens every time. And you think like, oh, this is promising. And both of them go into the offseason. I mean, look, we always say the Sens win the cup in August. Like, they always <laughs> look like it's going to be good. They're building on success. And then they just don't. I heard it from somewhere tonight that the comparison was that the Ducks were the Sens of the West. That is a really Just a lot comparison. of good pieces, but they can never really break through. Yep. And every year it's a question of, you know, do we trade this one guy that we've been holding on to for a while? Yeah. And like, at least Anaheim has legit goaltender. Yeah. I mean, as long as he's Ish. not in trade talks. Yeah, or hurt. Or hurt. But uh, Jacob Chikrin could be on the move again. He could be. Which like, sounds like he probably will poor, be. This poor guy has spent his entire career on the headline of where is he going? I get the vibe. He doesn't want to be in Ottawa, though. This guy hasn't wanted to be anywhere he's played. <laughs> he's a good player, but he's hurt a lot, too. Um, I don't think I'd want him on my team. No, and it's unfortunate that he's had all the injuries. I think if he'd been on, you know, been traded from Arizona to a better team a lot sooner, we yeah. wouldn't be talking about him this way. Because he, like, he had trade rumors for like three years before he actually got traded. Oh, my God, literally. Okay, um, that's all I've got for tonight. Anything you want to touch on before we skedaddle? I do believe that is everything. Well, um, let's hope for another hat trick because it is just unbelievable the amount of goals these guys are pumping out. St. Louis, we got a chance. We do. Um, I would love to see Bennington in net and just see him and Reeves chirping each other all night. <laughs> I, do we think Tavares is back? Like, what's the word there? Was that the illness again? No, it sounded like he has a minor injury. They didn't reveal what it was, but uh, nothing serious. Oh, okay, well, we'll see. Not like anything was rough tonight, but be interesting to see in a different scenario that's not the Ducks. Yeah, I have a feeling probably not going to see him. Mm, well, no skin off my back. Why? Where, where the frig is my outro? Well, um, we out of here. Remember to give us a like and subscribe and follow. The video will be up on Inside the Rinks YouTube channel. If it's not already there when you're listening to this, go over and check it out. Have a good night. It's never too late for the Leafs on Leafs Late Night.
Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. My cat is sleeping, or I would have picked her up as well. Womp womp. Yeah, mine was too. He's actually been quite a good boy. But I woke him up.